Hello to all my lovely listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Honestly Leah. I am your host who's trying to have the most and it's not um going well. Um there's been a lot of shit going on in the world today. It hasn't all been amazing. Um well not today, but just in general. Um and you know, this week we had the guilty verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial. We had um, another black person be shot by the police for defending herself. Um, we've it, it's just been a lot of like gory stuff these last past last past few months. It it seems like, um, and you know, I don't want to talk about any of that um, on this podcast. I'm gonna try to keep it as light as possible, um, because you get enough of that on the news and I'm quite sure there are other there are other podcasters that talk about all that kind of stuff and so if you want to get that type of content you know you can always go listen to their podcast but today I thought that it would be as good as good a time as any to kind of talk more about me and you know um y'all can get to know me a little bit better um I know that I've mentioned a little bit about myself in the icebreaker episode but I mostly mentioned um, what this podcast would be about. And I have yet to, you know, really talk about me on this app a whole lot. Um, so I thought that I would do that. Um, so if you all don't know, I am a, I am blind. I'm a disabled person. Um, but I never really viewed myself as disabled. Like I never really thought that I was, I never really seen myself as having a handicap. Um, I just, the way I look at it is, you know, I'm normal and I, I, you know, I just can't see. And as far as I'm concerned, everybody in their life has had moments where, um, they haven't been able to see something. It's just that mine was permanent. You know, I've, I've never been able to see, but everybody's had blind moments. Um, so I never really looked at it as anything, you know, any different from anybody else. As far as that goes, um, I'm the fifth of seven kids. Um, my dad says he has seven kids on both sides. I'm not going to question a grown man. If you claiming kids, it's not yours, then that's your business. Sorry for the rattling, y'all. Um, so if you're claiming kids that are not, that's not yours, then, you know, that that's your business. That's what you do. Um, but I, like I said, I'm the fifth of seven kids. My mom had five girls and two boys. I'm also the most protected. I've said this in the icebreaker episode. I'm the most protected of all the seven uh, kids. So if something happens, um, you know, just know that my family is crazy and they, they ain't, they don't, they don't, they lose it all. They don't be having it all already. So just imagine it being empty up there if they found out something, you know, happened to me and I have to be careful about what I say other people because you know I may not see it as a big deal but they probably do and you know it gets it gets them going and I'm like I don't need nobody getting worked up over nothing because to me it wasn't a big deal um excuse me Jesus um so I never wanted to be treated any differently from anybody else um and I 
I appreciate when people treat me like a normal person because I am. I am a normal person. Just because you haven't seen a blind person, you know, in your lifetime doesn't make it abnormal. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make doesn't make them abnormal or unusual. Um, but let's talk about blindness for a second. Um, I want to try to change the thought process of it as far as what people think about when they when they hear the word uh, blind. Usually when people think of blind or the word blind or blindness, I think the definition that they think of is like total darkness, not being able to see nothing, you know, and that's not the case. Um, Out of the hundred plus million people in the world that are blind, there's a very small percentage of the of, of, of those people that are totally blind. In fact, I have not met very many totally blind people. Um, and if you if you do listen to any other podcasts that talk about blindness, um, Inspirations Beyond Disabilities is another one. Is one that talks about um, blindness. Um, they they're a good one. I think I need to give their podcast to listen. But um, I know a couple of the people. I know a few people that are on there, and um, well, I know of them anyway from TikTok and. They talk about, you know, blindness and things that they go through. And one thing you'll hear us blind people say or as people that are part of the visually, visually impaired community say is that blindness is indeed a spectrum, which because it is. There are certain people that are on the sighted spectrum of blindness. And then there are certain people who are on the blind spectrum of blindness. And what I mean by that is... um. Because I know it's folks out here that, you know, listen to this and be like, well, how can somebody be on the side of spectrum of blindness? You can. It's all about your visual acuity. And I'm still trying to understand what all the numbers mean. Um, But like, I think it ha- I think it has to be if you have your visual acuity is below twenty two hundred. I think you are considered legally blind. So like if you have 2020 vision, then that means you have um that means that you know you have good vision. But I think like if you had if your vision was like 20 over 480, I think it's like whatever you can see and 20 feet that's like 20 feet in front of you, I can only I see it if it's you know I have to be up closer, I think. I'm not really sure how how those numbers work or what those mean, but there's somebody out there that knows. So basically, when you're on the sighted spectrum of blindness, you have some sight where you're still that still allows you to be able to see. Maybe not you can't see as much as a person, you know, who has good vision would, but you can still see. So you have some peripheral vision, peripheral vision. I think I said that right. Um you have some central vision. Um, and then, you know, you might or, you know, you might not have one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Um, but either way, you you can still you still have enough vision where you can see. Um, there are a lot of blind people, legally blind people who. Um, oh, and by the way, legally blind really just means that by definition, by the, the definition, by the definition that is determined by the law, uh, um, law, I am blind. Um, legally blind, it doesn't like, I don't think it's a sight classification. Like if somebody said, well, I have some sight, so I'm legally blind. Like, no, like you're legally by law, you're blind. 
So I think basically that would mean that per by the uh because of why the fuck can I talk today? Um you would be, you know, because of this classification, because of whatever laws are in place, you would probably be eligible for like state services and stuff, government services and all that kind of stuff. Um, again, now I will tell you this, I am a blind person, but I'm not the most educated on, um, like blindness and stuff like that. And you would think that because I'm a, because I am uh, a person, uh, with a visual impairment that I'd be more educated, but, um, I'm not shockingly enough. And then I think there are a lot of people who aren't, um, so I'm, I'm not alone in that aspect. Um, I don't even know the multiple conditions that you can get that could cause you to even go blind. I know there are a few, but I don't, I don't know them all. Um, so, Hey, sorry, my TV is on. So like if, um, if you hear somebody say legally blind, it just means simply that they, you know, by law, they're blind and legally blind, visually impaired, it all means the same thing. If if you're visually impaired, that means that there's something that's prohibiting you from being able to see clearly. Whether it's glaucoma, whether it's retinopathy, um, whether it's retinitis pigmentosa, whether it's um I don't want to say neuroblock. No, there's there's another one. It's like a I think it's a it's a cancerous thing or I think, but you know, all those different kinds of diseases, um, those are prohibiting you from being able to like to see clearly. So that's what that means. So blindness is a spectrum. Like I said, you have certain people who they can see and then like, they may have like some color blindness or they might, their sight may only allow them to see shadows and, and some figures. Um, and there are also different kinds of devices as well that we use to kind of help us accomplish, um, daily, like normal tasks and stuff. Um, there are a lot of apps out here that help us, um, accomplish tasks like be my eyes is an app where if you needed help reading something or signing documents or picking out clothes or whatever, there are volunteers who will, uh, volunteer during their free time to help you out to help you do those things so they are your eyes uh for the time for that time being you know um so and I just use that app today and it's amazing um so there's that um when you're on the blind uh spectrum of being blind it basically means that you you don't have any you don't have any vision or enough vision to be able to see I fall on the blind spectrum. I have light perception and that's it. I can only see light, but light, you, you don't, you, you need more than light in order for you to be able to just see things. You know what I'm saying? I don't have enough vision to be able to tell you if you're in front of me. I don't have enough vision to be able to tell you if, um, you know, to be able to read and things like that. So I have to use Braille and, and I have to. I have to have some assistance when it comes to certain stuff, which I don't ever, I don't mind having, but you know, it, it, that can be annoying, but I have to have certain assistance when it comes to, I have to have assistance when it comes to certain things. Um, 
And if the color is bright enough or the light is bright enough and it's and it's hitting the color just right, I might be able to tell you what the color is. Um, and that kind of that shocks a lot of people. Um, so that's that's what I mean by by being on the blind spectrum of blindness. When you have a um when you meet a blind person, never assume that they can't see anything at all. Because like I just said, there are a lot of blind people who can see. And some and, and contrary to popular belief, not all blind people use a cane. There are certain people who have enough vision where they don't need to use a cane, but they still have to use low vision aids. They still have to use certain devices where they can see. Um, so that they can see. So they might wear glasses. Like they 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 might. That's not common for everybody. Not it. Not uh, not everybody's solution is as simple as wearing glasses, because if it was, then everybody would do it. So don't don't walk up to a blind person and start suggest suggesting that they wear glasses or, you know, that they try to get X, Y, Z surgeries and da, 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 da. don't do that, because more than likely nine times out of 10, we have weighed every option known to men and more than likely none of those options would have yielded the results that we would have wanted if we had. And and then another thing too, more than likely there isn't, there are not any other options. This is, this is it. This is the battle that we have lost. This is just one battle that we have lost, but we haven't lost the war. You know what I'm saying? So don't go up to a blind person trying to say, um, well, you know, you can just get surgery or I saw this thing that they were using and they come out with this new technology and da, 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 da. that that technology may not work for that specific condition that that person has. And no one condition that a person has affects affects everybody, affects um, people the same way. You can meet three people with the same condition, but it not but it can affect them in three totally different ways. And not everybody has the same eye condition that caused them to go blind. So don't suggest anything and don't assume that, you know, all blind people can't see. Um, so I fall, like I said, I fall on the blind spectrum of blindness. I can't see. Um, I use a cane um, to go places. I I use a cane to go places. I um, read Braille. Because I, like I said, I don't have enough vision to be able to see. So I do read Braille and I do. Um, and I, you know, like I said, I do require some assistance when it comes to certain apps and or when it comes to certain things. I also use, like I said, I said earlier, there are certain apps that we use, um, you know, to get things accomplished. I use Be My Eyes for the first time and I'm going to be using that one a lot, um, a lot to do things um, because that that helps with independence and that helps not having to ask um your family members to read things or to help you initial things or to help you pick out outfits and things like that um they might even you know and they they help with specialized things as well i don't know what that is i have to look into it and explore it a little bit more but i do use that i use seeing ai that helps a lot with reading documents with taking pictures of documents, um, reading product barcodes. Um, at one point I used to use it to take pictures of myself because I didn't know that Apple's camera was now more accessible. So I do use that. 
Um, there are other app, there are other apps called KNFB Reader that blind people can use um, to kind of help out with um, the same thing, except you have to pay for it. It's like $99, but people say it's worth it. Um, I don't know how true that is because I don't have $99 to pay for a KNFB Reader. Um, I think I might get it, though, and use it or um, when it's on sale. Um, so there's that. Um, you have another app called Tap Tap C, which is basically you tapping your, you taking pictures of the product yourself and then it reading it to you. I don't want to, I don't use that one because I don't want to, um, I don't want to have to take a picture of every single thing. And then like, like, no, I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't got that type of time. I ain't got that type of time and I ain't that patient. Um, so there's that. Um, and they're also, not only are there apps that help us get a task done, but if, like I said, if you have some vision there, um, you know, there are also other like devices that you could use. So there are CCTVs, uh, closed circuit televisions that will enlarge things for people, um, or magnify things for those who have trouble reading small print. There's a smart, those, there are things called, uh, there is a device called a Smart Lux. If I could talk today, y'all, it'd be nice. And people use those. Um, I've seen a couple of friends use those. And I think those do kind of like the same thing. They're also just regular magnifying glasses that people use um, when they're trying to look for things or read things. Um, on your on your uh, smartphones on and tablets and things like that, I think even on your TVs, like there's an ability, you have an ability to make text larger. If you have issues with like, you know, the text size, um, also you can also zoom in, um, there's a zoom feature and it allows you to zoom in and be able to read. They also have a built in magnifier as well on a lot of your devices, Androids and, um, Apple products have a built in, um, magnifier. Um, and for blind people, we have other assistive technologies that we use as well for people that don't have any vision or you know have vision or don't have enough vision for them to be able to read print we have like i said we have braille so when we use um when we have to read things we'll we will um we'll use that we have something called like a braille note or an a braille note apex that's basically um it's like a little it's a portable computer that people blind people use um, and it basically helps you be able to read Braille on the go. Um, and there are a lot of other, uh, note takers that are similar to that, that are just like that. Um, a lot of them are, are becoming more advanced. They're becoming more just like, like a tablet or something like that. And you're able to access the internet and download music and watch YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of them, you're able, a sighted person is able to see what you're writing because they have like a, a, a little screen display. Um, so we have that. And then when we're not, if we don't have a, um, a Braille note or a Braille display is what they're called. If we don't have a Braille display to read things on, we will use a screen reader. And I use voiceover. That's how I'm able to navigate my phone. That's how I'm able to... Um, able to navigate my television that y'all probably heard in the background because I forgot to turn it off. Um, it's how I'm able to even navigate a computer. I use, I have a computer 
And I also will use my sister's computer. I love Apple products. They are a godsend. They are the beast. They are a beast at accessibility. Um, so I use that. We use that. They also have screen readers for, you know, uh, people that, like I said, are on the sighted spectrum of blindness. It's one called Zoom Text. They use that to kind of zoom their, uh, on their computers to kind of like um, help with um, magnifying things and, you know, things like that. Because sometimes um, finding that uh, feature on your computer when the text is already small can be a daunting task. So they put, they put that software on there. And, that is, and it's expensive. Um, when you buy things like JAWS and NVDA, which are screen readers that help blind people um, navigate their computers, and you basically use your keyboard for these things, when you are trying to buy those things, like NVDA is free, but JAWS and ZoomText and Magic and all these other ones, those are expensive pieces of software and nobody has the money to outright buy them. And then not only that, when you get the software, you also have to pay like, I know with JAWS, you got to pay like $90 to update it every single time, every year. You have to pay $90 for update. I don't have that type of money. I'm not rich. Um, and so that's when you usually have like VR Voc Rehab uh, comes in and helps with that. And that's basically a government funded program that helps blind people um, with their education and um, finding a job and basically helping them become productive members of society. So I use all these, I use all these resources. Um, and that's basically, you know, how I am able to do everything that a normal person is able to do, um, with sight. And it doesn't, and learning about all this stuff and all this different kinds of technology, it is a big help. It does make my life a hell of a lot easier because I don't have to ask people to help me do things Sorry, there's a dog. I don't ask people to help me um, do things um, as much. Um, so long as technology is constantly advancing. Um, I can, with the way things are going right now, like they're making everything uh, smart. Smart home appliances, smart TVs, the Alexa um, and the, the Alexa, like the Echo Dot and the uh, Google Home and the HomePod and all these other ones, all this other stuff out here, that is that is a big help for blind people um, because we can just say, you know, um, turn on my television, turn off the light. Hey, Alexa, turn off the light. Hey, Alexa, turn on my television. Hey, Alexa, start my washer. You know what I'm saying? And that and it helps. Um, and even these apps, like when they have uh, apps that come with um, the things that you use, like I think um, I think like with a lot of these smart uh, these smart thermostats and stuff like that, they have apps that you can control from your phone. If those are accessible, and when I say accessible, I mean, if they are compatible with this, with the screen reader that the person is using, then they'll be able to use that app. So all this stuff, all this stuff that they are making, um, that they are coming out with now that, that they're calling smart devices and stuff like that, that's being ran by, um, I guess it'd be like AI and robot robots and stuff like that. <clears throat> It is really helpful for a person like me because it cuts out 
having to depend on other people to do things for you. Um, so there's always, you know, sometimes there's always a bright side to looking there. There's a bright side to technology. Sometimes it's not, it's not all the way bad. It has its pros and cons, just like everything else, but this is a big pro. This is a big positive for somebody like me. Um, so yeah, I use all the technology. Now, as far as life as a blind person, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I have had days where I wanted to see, and I wanted to just be normal. Um, because I just felt like being a blind person, um, you know, it, it, it was hard because I always had to rely on somebody and I always, you know, I'm on other people's time. So, and like when I had to do things, I'd have to wait to see when this person is available. And there's a fine line between like you being like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep asking you to help me do this. But at the same time, I need this to be done. And that's why, you know, that's when uh, training programs come into play, because then you learn how to use public transportation to get to point A from point A to point B. You learn how to walk. You learn the city that you're in. If you have a training center in your city and you're a blind person, I highly recommend that you go because these places are vital to you being able to gain your freedom. When you have independence, you have freedom, the freedom to do whatever you want, whenever you want. And I'm always grateful for, you know, being able to go to a training center and being able to learn all the things that I've been able to learn. Um, I'm grateful for for ride sharing services like Uber and Lyft. I'm grateful for the fact that they have public transportation. May not be the greatest, but it is um it's still a godsend in a way because so long as you have public transportation, you will always have a way to get to and from. Um so but being younger as a younger person, I wanted to I wanted sight. I wanted to be able to see because I'm like, it would make my life a hell of a lot easier if I could be able to see what the fuck I'm doing or where the hell I'm going and all that kind of stuff. And I don't have to ask people to help me as much because I'm able to see to learn how to do it. Um, and for a long time, I felt like a burden and I still to this day feel like a burden. And to anybody who has never had um, a disability, it is really easy for y'all to say, oh, you're not a burden. You know, it's fine. It's really easy for y'all to say that. And you can say that all day long to, to, to somebody like um, a disabled person. But if we don't believe in our heart of hearts that we're not a burden, then what you're saying doesn't even matter. It has no no bearing. Like it, it has no weight at all. Um, and when you've been. Um, when you've basically been shoved on somebody onto someone meaning when when you when a person has been forced to look after you and they're not much older than you are in fact they're a little bit younger than you and everything they do they have to make sure that you're good that that takes a toll on them and you because you don't you didn't ask them to do this um and then you know it's like I don't know if anybody else has ever been told this, but you always feel like you're going to slow a person down. Like when you ask them to do something, um, I've had that happen before. Like, I, I think people are just, people just look at blind people or people with disabilities a little bit differently and they shouldn't, but they do. So 
even though I wasn't treated any differently as far as like, you know, um, if I was, if I did something wrong, I got punished. If I didn't do my homework, I got the, I got consequences for that. I got whoopings for not doing my homework. Yes, I had spells where I didn't do my homework. I've gotten bad grades on tests. I failed whole finals and shit because I didn't study. Like, I'm not, my blindness does not absolve me from responsibility. It didn't absolve me from any, from any consequences. But I still, in a way, was treated differently because I wasn't shown how to do things, certain things like all the other kids was. And then I was also kind of like, I I became somebody else's responsibility who shouldn't have had that responsibility at the age that they were. And um, I still struggle with being with not feeling like a burden to this day because it is the hardest it's a it's really really hard to not feel like a burden when um you know when somebody has to constantly do things for you as a kid I always pushed for you know just show me how to do it just show me just show me I've always pushed to be an independent person. I've never wanted to have to depend on anybody to do anything for me. And so um, when, whenever, you know, something was going on, I'd be like, oh, I want to know how to do this. A note to all parents who have children that are blind or that have a disability, nurture their eagerness and their, their, um, their want for knowledge. Because if you don't, I think that I think it will harm them in the long run. Because they're willing to learn how to do things and they're going to have to learn how to do everything that you're showing your sighted children to do. They're going to have to learn how to do this on their own. You shouldn't wait. It shouldn't take for them to be, you know, up in age where they can go to a training center for for those people to teach them. If anything, they should have just the basic skills intact and all they should have to do when they go to a training center is expand on those skills at best because what ends up happening is you get these kids who you you cripple your kids when you are constantly doing things for them that you know you could have that they could have done on their own had they been had you showed them so you know that I, I would highly recommend you start nursing or nurturing their want to learn and their eagerness eagerness to learn how to do things um because it'll help them out in the long run when you know when when it comes time for them to have to do things on their own and it's giving them a sense of independence as well because now they it's one less thing that they have to ask you about you know um, so as far as that goes, yeah, I, I wanted to learn how to do things. Um, I had a, I had a point in life where I wasn't really accepting of being blind. Um, I had people in my life say, well, maybe in a few years, you know, your vision will change and it'll get better and da, 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 da. And then somebody really, when I was younger was like, you know, um, you're going to be this way forever. Like, I'm sorry, but there is no hope here. Um, it is what it is. Like, there's nothing that, <clears throat> sorry, there's nothing that we can do to change your, 
your outcome of your vision. Like it, you going this it's gonna be what it's gonna be at this point. Um, so as hard as it is, you're gonna have to accept it. And I eventually came came to a point where I did accept it because I'm like, you know what? Um, my life is fine. You know, um, sighted people don't necessarily have it easy either. Only thing that makes their life look easier is that they can see, but that's it. They don't have it easy. Um, but then when you think about the cons of being sighted, you have more bills you got to pay. So like if you get a car, that's a car note, that's insurance, that's gas, that's car maintenance. I'm good. I'll stick with, you know, paying people for gas and taking Ubers and riding public transportation, even walking to where I got to go. I'll do that first. I, I'm, I'm straight. I don't even want to see like that, to be honest. I don't even want car payments and have to pay gas and stuff. I barely like paying adult bills. So I don't, I don't even, I don't even want all that. I don't want insurance. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm cool. Um, so that was always a big con or a big pro of being able to of not being able to see. But the con of that is I never I was never able to drive. So I was kind of robbed of an experience. So, you know, like I said, it has its pros and cons. Um, but eventually I came into my own and accepting the fact that, you know, I'm blind, this is what it is, and this is what it's gonna be. And um I I and I always let people know like I am blind. Like I have a disability and it's not the other way around. It's not controlling me. Or my life, I don't put any limitations on myself as far as what I can or can't do. Now, there are some things that I'm going to be realistic about. Like, more than likely, I'm not going to be able to be a doctor or a neurosurgeon because it requires a decent amount of sight for you to have. I don't have any. So I'm not going to be playing up a folks' head and I'm not about to cut your brain open and be like, oh, it's this nerve right here, snip. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um. So maybe being a doctor is probably not going to be a career choice that I can make, but being a lawyer is one that I can do. Um, now I think about it, being a prosecutor, you kind of have to see evidence sometimes. Like if you have pictures and stuff, or you have like, like if you're working on a, on a um, murder case or something like that, and you have like pictures of like blood spatter and all that kind of stuff, you kind of be able to see that, see that. But there are other kind, there are multiple kinds of lawyers. And you, like I said, you ain't got to be able to see to do everything, but you know, I'm I'm realistic with myself, but I'm not about to let you or anybody else put limitations on me because I know what I'm capable of doing and I know that, you know, it's nothing to it but to do it. And the same way you have to train me, you have to train everybody else as well. So there's no really no excuse as to why I couldn't do uh, you know, what you're saying I couldn't do. So I never put any limitations on myself and if you know me, you know I love to joke. I'm a big jokester. I will make a blind joke whenever I can. Um, and I do it all the time and sometimes they hit most of the time they hit and a small percentage of the time they miss, but it's cool. It's fine. Um, y'all saw where I was going with that. Um, so that happens. Um, when you look at me at first glance, you probably wouldn't think that I was blind. Um, if you saw the way I get around places and stuff like that, you wouldn't think that I was blind. But at the same time, that is not in, in any indication of anything. That doesn't indicate anything because you could see somebody in a wheelchair rolling around, um, rolling around a place and that, you know, you wouldn't, oh, well, how do they know how to get around here? If you've been somewhere before, maybe that wasn't a good example. It wasn't. Um, 
you could see a sighted person walking around a place and you would think that they know their way around really well. But the whole time, they're just as new to this place as you are. If if you've been to a place enough uh, enough times, you're going to know where it is. You're going to have it memorized. So that's not any, like, that doesn't amaze me. That's not amazing to me. The, the fact that I can walk around here and not bump into nothing, that's not amazing to me because y'all can walk around here and not bump into nothing too. Y'all can see and y'all still bump into stuff, but y'all can walk around here and not bump into anything either. Y'all can walk around to from point A to point B and get to where you need to go without any hesitations as well. Why? Because y'all walk these same hallways or you walk the same route every day. Um, so of course, after a certain amount of time, you're going to have it memorized. You just going to go, you know, so that, that doesn't amaze me. The fact that I can do that. Um, that's why I'll be kind of looking at people and I'm like, y'all are amazed at the fact that I can, that I had this place memorized. Like I'm not understanding. Um, and like, I don't know, I guess that, I guess people are amazed at the most mediocre things. Like I had somebody tell me that I was an inspiration to them. And I'm like, how am I an inspiration to you? And I do normal things. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess I get it, but then I don't because life is not a sighted thing. You don't have to see to be able to live. Like it's not, it's not necessary. Um, so, but yeah, like I have my moments. Um, I think that everybody does it with their disability. I still have moments where I'm just like, this shit is hard. Because it is. It is hard. It can be hard being blind. Um, I'm not going to say that it always is because it's not. But there are moments where it's just like, you know, it it gets, you have your days where you're just like, this shit is annoying. And why the fuck did I have to be, ble-? like, not blessed, but why did I have to have a condition that kind of, that takes away from me being able to see, that kind of robs me of certain abilities that other folks don't have? You know, like, why the fuck did I have to... Why do I, did I have to be the one to get, to get, uh, this type of, um, to live this type of life, you know? Um, and then I have days where I'm like, I can do any fucking thing. You know, I have, I have good days and I have bad days, but it doesn't, um, affect anything that I have going on and I don't allow it to, and I don't allow anybody else to allow it to as well. Um, so but um that is me that is me and my disability that is blindness in a nutshell and i will say too not everybody's experience with blindness is the same um i had parents who did not my mom didn't believe in crippling me i know a girl whose mom believed the the opposite her blindness prevented her from doing any and everything. You know what I'm saying? So her mom would use that to her to her advantage as much as possible. And it doesn't really help. I don't know if she continued to do that um, throughout her life, her child's life. Because I think her daughter is, is, is an adult now. I don't know if they still help her or anything like that. But like I said, that is debilitating. That does nothing for them. Um, but with me, my mom never really wanted me to have to rely on anybody. But at the same time, she... She, you know, kind of, she didn't want me to, so she kind of would show me things. But then again, I still felt like there's probably more she could have done. But she did, she did the best, I guess. Um, So, but like I said, nobody's experience with blindness is the same. Some people expect a pity party 
because they have a disability and because, you know, oh, my life is so hard. No, no, no. I don't feel bad for you at all. I don't I don't do pity parties. I, I That's not something that I participate in. I don't have pity parties for myself, you know, even on a bad day. I complain, yes, but a pity party while I'm sitting up here trying to gain somebody's pity. No, I don't want your pity. I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm not. I don't appreciate it. So you can keep all your pity to yourself. I don't need you to be sad for me because I'm not sad for myself. Um. So there's that. Um. So that is me in a nutshell. That's me and my disability. Um, I hope that that was informative for a lot of people. I hope that for anybody who, anybody new that, that may run across this podcast or see this episode or whatever, I hope that, you know, you learned something or, um, or it, I debunked whatever myths that y'all had about blindness or people that were blind. And I hope that, um, you all will play this episode for other people in your family who may not know about, blindness or other people who you may know that are blind that feel like the world is that like there are limits to what they can and can't do so um i hope that this was a very helpful episode i hope you enjoyed this episode and i will see you again on the very next um i'll see you again next time lord have mercy